Hello, everyone, to our first weekly podcast of Joelle and Steven talk about movies, books, and, and TV, TV shows. shows with some light banter. <laughs> We're going to start off by me talking about what movies I watched this week, some brief reviews, and then Joelle's going to talk about some books she's read or a book. Then we're going to talk about TV shows we're both watching together and apart. Because every good relationship needs some distance. Yeah. Sometimes more than a little bit. Nice try. Um, Wait. Are you going... Why don't we tell them what movies, TV, and books we're talking about today on today's podcast? Well, we don't need to take that long. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this week I watch... I rewatch all the X-Men movies... And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they get swept under the rug because of the MCU, which is weird because like they really should be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Sony owns right. them. So they're actually pretty good. They're not, I wouldn't recommend them for kids. I wouldn't show them to children. There's a lot of swearing yeah. and sexual stuff. And they're pretty graphic. Um, but there's some like in the X-Men First Class movie. Which is, is that like, the latest one, or is that no? Like the, the latest first? one is Dark Phoenix, which was good, not amazing, but good, and I'd recommend it. Cool. But the X Men First Class is when like they go back in time. It's like I don't know the seventies or something, and it's like when the X Men are first getting together. Mm. And is that there's... with what's his name who was in Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. I don't know. No, no, he's not in. (laughs) He's he's not in any of them. Well, okay. It's like clearly, I'm a huge fan of these movies. It's the guy that's in like Split. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So there's just one scene with Quicksilver where they like Mm. slow it down. Oh no, the really the must watch one is in Days of Future Past, where they it's like. The future, they go in the past to try and save the future, trying to stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a scene where like Quicksilver, he's like ultra fast, and so everything slowed down. I remember the scene. Yeah, and it's just done so perfectly, and it's funny that I'm yeah. actually going to show the kids this scene. Oh, cool! The worst part of these movies is Jennifer Jen, Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. They try so hard to make her sexy, and like important, and she's just like the worst person for the role. So, like, everyone else is perfect. That's a bold statement. Except for Jennifer Lawrence. No Mm. offense. What's some offense? (laughs) But, yeah, she's just awful. She's just, um, yeah, I just don't like it. Anyway. So, did you watch the, weren't there X-Men movies before this cast with, like, Rebecca Romaine? Yeah. And they're still in the new ones, too. Oh, they are. So, it's like, that's like the future and then they go in the past when they're all younger, and that's oh, all the different actors. Okay, so that's what it is. Rebecca Romaine, was she married to John Stamos? Yeah, she yeah, was so, Rebecca Romaine's Stamos, but now she's Rebecca right. Romaine. So Jennifer Lawrence is her younger, but yeah. her character can change to whatever. That's what I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure if it was just a remake or if it... Yeah, one right clever up. thing they do is because they're going into the past to change the future, that like they kind of retcon some stuff. So it, the what incons- does that mean? Like they... they change things oh, okay so the inconsistencies actually kind of play into the whole plot because oh, okay. like between the movies some sure. actors change and stuff like that right so it's kind of like whatever cool anyway that's my review of the excellent so, series did you love it like it or hate it like 
Like? <laughs> no, it was like it was it was good. I didn't oh. hate it. It was awesome. entertaining. And like Hugh Jackman is like so perfectly Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in I'm pretty sure he's in every single X-Men movie. He makes a cameo or something like yeah, he's just in every single one. And he he got his own three movies. Yeah. That's how Did you watch those as well? Yeah. The first like with this week? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, well, I was finishing up Logan. That one's pretty rated R, so I don't yeah. really recommend it. It just it just goes a little too like yeah yeah we graphic, get it it's like, like wise? yeah 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 I feel like the, just because it's rated R doesn't mean you have to make it I feel like they tried too hard mm-hmm. to make it like Ugh, it's rated R yeah when it could just be like just worry about like you're rated R so you have the freedom to do whatever you want that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you should yeah you know what I'm saying. I totally know what you're saying. Thanks and that's the perfect segue to go into talking about the book that I read. Oh my gosh. What book did you read? I read The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. And it is, in parentheses, The Handmaid's Tale number two. Now, if I haven't read the first book, could I read this one? Um, yeah. I think you could. But why would I? I don't know. (laughs) Um, The Handmaid's Tale was a book that I started reading. Well, I did read it. I didn't start reading it. I finished it. Um, When I was like 15 years old in high school, we had the option to read it. And I just loved it. There was something about it that just spoke to me. Maybe it was because I was a woman. And it was just scary (laughs) to think of a world where... All of women's rights are taken away, and they're essentially just walking well, the right uteruses. to give birth. Don't they still have that? Not willingly. They're either forced to or killed. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. I think I liked it most because it was the sequel to a book that I loved, and it was like 15 years have has gone by, and then the second one came out. But since I've had time to sort of think about it more and really reflect on it, I don't know if it was a book that I loved. And I know I've already shared this with you, but I think I built it up so much in my head and like there was so much anticipation for this book coming out. It doesn't matter if you've already shared it with me. I know, but I'm just repeating it. It's a podcast. (laughs) We're sharing it with others. Okay. I don't mind if you repeat yourself. Okay. Newsflash, it happens all the time. Well, I was just about to say a joke like that, but you stole it from me. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I built the book up so much because I was so excited for it uh, that, you know, when you build something up so much in your head, it's kind of like you're going to be disappointed in some sort of way. That's kind of how I felt with this book. It didn't feel like I was reading a Margaret Atwood book, which was a little bit of a disappointment because... I love Margaret Atwood's writing. Writing. <laughs> I love her. I love it. I love her writing, and she just has such a unique way of narrating books. And I just kind of felt like this was like Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale for young adults. Like that's how it read. Maybe she's trying to get a new audience in it. I don't know. But, but I are there think... going to be more books? Um, I think it's left. I think it ends in a way where it's like, we don't need another book. I'm done with Gilead. I don't need to Mm -hmm. hear about horrible 
violence. I feel like in these dystopian kind of... Dystopian? Few, dystopian. I pronounce it dystopian. Okay. Okay. To each their own. <laughs> Dis, in a dystopian... Dystopian. Dystopian <laughs> futures that they're fun to visit, but I don't think they're fun to like yeah. hang out there for too long. Okay, so that will lead into kind of what I was... Uh, reminded of when you were talking about the rated R and like just because it is rated R it doesn't mean you have to go super violent mm. that's how I feel with the Handmaid's Tale TV show um, oh my gosh nice segue yeah I know right but now I lost my train of thought <laughs> now we're talking about TV shows <laughs> um, that was another thing I wish I didn't watch the TV show before I read this book but I you know the book wasn't said to be released until like the third season of the tv show and then i was already invested it's just super graphic and gory and it's not a show that i recommend to people unless they can handle that kind of thing um i was talking to someone the other day and they were saying they watched game of thrones and when they first started watching game of thrones they were like oh this is super gory and violent and um then they were watching the handmaid's tale with their spouse and their spouse was like i can't handle this show like this is really graphic and so it was just I think the nature of it um is just really intense and definitely not one I'd recommend for everyone to watch yeah I just I just yeah just you know like yeah totally, totally. Right? for sure yeah. I probably will never watch it no it you would not want to watch it at all I know you and I don't even know why I watch it. I think it's just because I loved the book so much and I Do you remember when you we were at the diner and you and that waitress had the moment? Yes. Yeah. So we were at this diner and I was talking about the testaments and how it came out on my birthday and how for my birthday all I wanted was to get this book. And the waitress overheard us and she was like, Are you talking about the handmaid's tale? And I was like, Yes. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I love that show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, me too. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, how about that ending? And she was like, oh, I know. It was so intense. And I was like, I know, but wasn't it so beautiful? Like I was talking about the season three ending that just passed with the plane ride. And she was like, well, we don't know if they actually took off on the plane. But in the last episode, they very much do take off on the plane and like all these children are saved. Spoiler alert. I guess it, I guess I should have said that <laughs> Our before. spoiler alerts come after. <laughs> no, I'm sure no one, the two people listening to this podcast haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale or care to, but. Um, the two people are us, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a family member, but. Ozzy. Ozzy. Um, basically, she said that she had caught up on the show and watched the season finale, but she didn't. And I just felt too awkward to be like, well, obviously you didn't see the season finale. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I guess we don't know if they made it to Canada. Okay. Oh, fun interactions. Yeah. So. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we take a moment? I want to do. And if you to could do a word from our sponsors. You know, if we did have sponsors, who would you want it to be, and what would you say about the product? Pretzel maker. Pretzel maker at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me your commercial. Pretzel maker, the best pretzels you'll ever eat in your life. Pretzel maker, visit <laughs> one today. Okay. At a location, probably not near you. <laughs> I know. Where are they? Where are the pretzel makers? Well, if I could sponsor a product. It would be the bidet. 
<laughs> yeah, the tushy bidet. My butt has never been better. Joelle, you can attest to that. I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> but seriously, the tushy bidet. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's cheap. $100. Really funny ads. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now we're back. Let's talk about television. So what have we been watching, Joelle? Television's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, that wasn't a question, um, but okay. We have been watching, we re-watched, <laughs> why am I having so many art issues today? Re- <laughs> we re-watched Parks and Rec. Yeah. And it is just so funny and so good. Yeah. I know you rag on the first season, but the first season is actually okay, pretty good. now that we're... We are <laughs> rewatching. Just commit it. to the accent, yeah. Joelle. Now that we're watching it again, um, it is funny. It's the first two seasons are funny. I think it just gets so it's much funnier. So funny in season three and four. Once Rob Lowe and Adam Scott come into the cast, oh, I sound so professional. They're like <laughs> actor names. Um, yeah, they're just so funny. Yeah, yeah, and lovable. Like Chris Traeger. I just really wish he was real in my friend. <laughs> the thing, I think if you just watch the whole series, like mm-hmm. it just left me feeling so good. Yeah. This, the final season, I think it was the best like wrap up of a TV yeah. show ever. Yeah, including I totally Lost. agree. I totally agree. I think it's, well, it's different from Lost. Let's not compare it. Lost is a drama. Well, Parks and Rec is a comedy. I know, but... I think I think Parks and Rec is a pretty like detailed sitcom. Like they have yeah. to get a lot of There's no inconsistencies that I found so far. I'm sure there are. I mean Ron's character changes quite a lot from the first season, which is okay. Character Well, I find like okay. with any sitcom, like it they dig into the most iconic parts of the character. Yeah. Like at first everyone starts off as kind of like a real person. Yeah. Like Ron, like yeah. Feels like a person like you might actually know. Yeah, yeah. Like weird. someone who actually works at the government office and then he becomes such a caricature of that person. Yeah. In a good way. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this yesterday when we were um, watching season one again. It really feels like The Office because they came out around the same time. Like they were on NBC around the same time. So I feel like it was trying, not trying to be like The Office, but they were obviously following that what do you call it? That formula of the mockumentary. Yeah. Except The Office actually. The Office is my favorite show of all time. I'll just start with that. But I will say. We didn't start with it. but Well, I'm going to start with it before I say this next thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Parks and Rec has a way better finale than The Office finale. Yeah, I feel like The Office is kind of falling apart heart because yeah. they lost some characters character. and, yeah but it I mean it was longer right it's eight seasons or nine seasons i think it's eight seasons but it's hard for any cast to stay together for that long yeah yeah cool yeah so what um shows that i've been watching on my own are mm. I can't even think of it at the moment. Oh, I know what shows I'm watching on my own. Um, It's this wonderful documentary about um, these women who live in Orange County, California. It's called Real Housewives of Orange (laughs) County. (laughs) Nice. And I started watching it just as like a fluff show. 
I like to watch fluff shows during the day where I'm not like, I don't have to pay too much attention. I can clean up or do laundry or whatever I need to do. But now I'm like really into it and I've become one of those people who like actually likes Real Housewives of Orange County. If anyone is listening to this who watches any of the Real Housewives, tell me which one I should watch next because I heard New Jersey's really good, but I don't know. Kind of went off to watch Beverly Hills. Anyway, Real Housewives is just entertaining. It's really stupid. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I yeah. don't know how to describe it. It's just like, I can't believe I'm drama. watching this. It's so much drama. Obviously scripted drama. Like, these people do not like each other. It's like a like, semi-real soap opera. It is. Like, they're real people who know each other. But, like, the way they'll segue into, like, all going on a trip together. Like, obviously the producers are like, we all need you to go yeah, on at yeah. least one trip. And so, you know, for, like, eight episodes, these two women hate each other and despise each other and do nothing but talk crap about one another and then they'll be like you know i kind of want to make amends so i'm going to invite her on this trip to mexico like <laughs> no that would not happen yeah um anyway i just watch it purely for silly entertainment right shows that i can i don't think i watched any tv shows this past week actually i think it was pretty committed to x-men getting through that mm-hmm. and like actually doing work during work hours but I am going to watch the, what's it called? The Blue Line? The Blue Line? Line of Duty. Line of, line of Duty. It's a Call British. Duty. I'm just no. <laughs> I think it's Line of Duty. It's a British show. It's the fifth season. Mm. I hear it's pretty cray cray. Like those four seasons beforehand were nuts. Very mature show. Um, but like just a brilliant plot. Like yeah. just maybe one of the best plots ever. British television is so much better than American television. There is definitely a distinction between yeah. them, for sure. We should do a podcast episode just on British television. I feel like a lot of American stuff is, like, more about flash than substance. Yeah. And, like, because I've been watching a lot of animes. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they have really good stories. Yeah. Like, they really care about the stories and, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the stories are just better. Like, just better yeah. crafted than American stories. And the one thing I like, this might be rude but i don't think so i think it's nice um like you said about the flash like not the flash the tv show <laughs> the flash of american television that was a show that just kind of i know i tried to watch season of... three or whatever and i was like okay i don't care he's like i'm the fastest man in the world yeah. <laughs> except for nope <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i was gonna say that british television the actors are real like, they look like real people. So when you see this woman, who is pretty, but maybe not like, I don't know, Rachel Bilson, who I just think is super pretty and cute. I wouldn't put her at the top of the pedestal. Okay, but... sorry. Like, it's not like Julia Roberts. Like... I wouldn't put her at the top of the pedestal either. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look like an FBI agent. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like this supermodel yes oh i hate that as an fbi agent who no man ever hit on <laughs> or yeah. like you know, is alone and single and it's like there's no way this there's so many rom-coms like that where it's like this totally gorgeous girl and like yeah. she's so inconsequential it's like that just doesn't happen i, I mean maybe it does like no one cares about her oh, okay yeah, yeah. and she has this 
Like, yeah, she's, she's like a, the assistant who's like struggling, and it's like yeah, no one's ever hit on her. And yeah, like everyone thinks she's a nerd. Like that, the Morning Glory. That was a movie I watched, oh. which uh, turned out to be pretty good mm-hmm. and pretty funny. But like Rachel McAdams, that's yeah. her name. Yeah, they kind of play her off as like this crazy chick that no one wants to give the, the time of day yeah. to. But like that's just uh, yeah. Everyone she would have at least gotten to be the weather girl or something. Yeah, for sure. But I, I like the movie. Cool. I'll have to watch it. Well. Yeah, we should wrap it up. Something like that. That was really loud. It was. Sorry. It was quite obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> That's 20 Minutes with Joelle and Steven. We hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week for more reviews. Yeah. I think um, we're going to be reviewing This Is Us Season 3. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. It's been hard to get through, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right. Cool. Do, 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 do.